this is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. Save that for the denouement, or else we're going to lose the whole audience. And I don't care if your performance is excellent. I don't care how many people will be performing with you. If we get the denouement wrong, we're going to lose the whole story, and then people will have to get their own pornography. Ah, what am I going to do with you? Kyoko, get back to the script reading, and I will get back to you. I, but I, you see who's here? Ah, you see who's here. This is why I'm sitting in this bar, because I have to tell this story to somebody, and you people already know this. So, you go, 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 everybody go, Get places, everybody, places, go study. I, I have stories to tell. Ah, yes, good, you come back to Badini. So, where were we? When last we left our intrepid adventurers, we had Mirgrath returning to us, who had done some investigation and had found that one of our own people had taken the drug Amber and was now in a state which they would refer to as a spiritual state, a comatose state. But for my eyes and from their eyes, it was something else entirely. So that she went to prepare in case this crazy person was going to do crazy things in her room as she kept them there to get information. In the meantime, Tai and Du who had begun this whole adventure of trying to do investigations, had found themselves trapped in a dealing of their own making with the local underworld to interrogate Benny. They had done so and had gotten information that didn't quite go as planned. And when they gave that information back to the underworld, namely Joey, who was probably one of the major drug influencers in this area, it did not go well. And they found themselves threatened. Intimidated, menaced, if you will. I need a thesaurus. Craig, give me a thesaurus. I need more synonyms. But this is where we left them, with them staring down death and staring down horrible torture for the information that they gave Joey. Isn't that right, Dooley? How I was just walking down the corridor. <laughs> How do these things like, happen? Glare at her slightly since this was all her idea. <laughs> I just wanted to go home for a little while and then get back to it at this meeting that I have in what, like a few hours with this other guy. <laughs> I admit this has gone well that. out of control that I can imagine myself, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had this all figured out, but nope. <laughs> so yeah, but basically, what it's coming down to is you told him. Benny told you guys this is where the drugs were dropped off. He talked to the guy behind the behind the door who recognized that they at least have some sort of trust factor. Who said that it wasn't Benny who dropped it off, but it was a couple of their associates who did. Uh, and that Benny was also supposed to be doing some other kind of double dealing or something like that. Um, so your story and their story don't mash up. And since they trust the person on the other side of the door, Frankie, more than they trust you guys, now they right. think, well, who's the lying part here? It's got to be you guys. So what exactly is it that you're not telling us? And that's where the intimidation comes in. So, yeah. You guys have just been told how you will be tortured if you don't start coughing it up the information. I just work for these people. I don't really know what's going on. So, as the guy mentioned, I've been here before. And when there was the altercation with Benny, I saw someone pick up the shipment and I followed them here. That's all I know. And that's all you did? You just followed it, came here, you saw where it came in here, right? Yeah. Well, then I came in here and asked to buy some drugs, but, you know, that was different. All right. You're not bluffing, so in this case, you don't have to do a bluff check. So you're just like, okay. No, looks yeah, like I am absolutely not bluffing. I'm telling him 100% the truth. <laughs> he looks over and he goes, all right, 
You, I believe. He looks over at Ty. You are a pain in my ass. And not first person to tell me that. So here's what's going to happen. Since you did not come straight with us, you did not deal with Benny the way that we alluded to. You, the job's not finished. If you want to finish it for us, fine. But since the job's not finished, we ain't paying the full price. So he kind of pulls a credit shit out of his out of his uh, out of his jacket. He kind of does almost like a magic trick. He pulls a credit mm-hmm. check and he flicks it at at Ty. And he says, that's for the two of you. You figure it out. We're done here. And he actually looks at both of you and goes, and I mean, done here. Okay. Pleasure doing business with you. I, like, take the credit chip and, like, immediately start trying to get Dooley to just walk away. Yeah. Uh, oh, by yeah, the way, you do know what he means by, you do know what he means by done here, right? Mm. Yeah. We try not to don't need to ever mention again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what would you say, uh, would you say, uh, Dooley? We don't ever need to mention it to anyone again. <laughs> don't, don't need to mention it to everyone again. And you may want to stay out of steerage for a while. Uh, I never wanted to come here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fine. No problem. So you guys, yeah, I'm assuming that Ty kind of grabs Dooley's arm and like, we're out of here now. Yes, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Uh, Dooley, are you uh, resisting at all? Or? Oh, no, not not at all. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though I lived in Brown Sector uh, and Babylon 5, I really don't know much about, you know, the criminal underground, and this is a little bit over my head. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Trust me, it's over my head. I was not expecting to go any of this direction at all. I thought it'd be an interesting twist of the knife situation. Like, oh, shit, now what? Okay, well, <laughs> I'm through with that. For the record, as much as I am really good at improv, none of this game has gone the direction that I thought it was going to go. None of it. <laughs> well, you know, maybe next time I won't write an eight-page backstory for you to... Use. That's okay. I'm still trying to keep with that. That's so far pretty good, so no worries. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote no backstory, so I don't think it matters that much either way. Actually, technically, have, you, wrote more, a kid. you wrote more in your questionnaire than Becca did. I like questionnaires. It's a thing I like. I don't know oh. why. That's fine. It's all good. So, but this again, no problem with this. This is this is me just kind of improv going off the cuff going, okay, now what? So, Here's where we get back to closer to the plot. Uh, oh, there's still this is what's going on with the uh, other stuff is still part of the plot. Trust me, I have that written in. But now we get the other half of it. So as you guys are making your way out of steerage, lo and behold, here comes Mirgrat. Oh dear. <laughs> Mirgrat, you find a uh, rather disheveled and confused pair coming rather briskly out of. Uh, the steerage, the back steerage area. Greetings, friends, Ty and Dooley! I can see you have been on a grand adventure! You could say that, yes. I could pay you back for that bail if you want. You just made some money. By the way, you didn't actually check how much money was on that shit. She doesn't know at all. She's just <laughs> assuming there's money on it. <laughs> yeah, neither one of us really, really know what's there, so. Yeah, so. You should keep it for walking around expenses. Also, I did not pay any money in in order to bail you out. I used personal leverage. Oh, good. Hi, uh, we need a drink. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> We're gonna go to the bar. We're gonna drink. We're gonna drink Mirgat with us. Let's go, Mirgat. We're getting a drink now. Lots of it. Have inebriated. I do have a small favor to ask. Ah, okay. And I am certain you shall want to drink after this is completed as well. (laughs) Yeah, you guys just got out of one small favor. Now you're into another small favor. Thankfully, this one is someone you know. What if we drink first and then go do it? It's been a very interesting and stressful afternoon. You will need your wits about it. We are transporting a drug-addled pop mirage. Uh, a what? (laughs) (laughs) 
You just unprecedented situation. Can you just bribe some porters to do this? That seems exceedingly dangerous, both for the porters and for our mission integrity. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, when this is done, I am getting so drunk. <laughs> All right, and how are we transporting him? I am unclear as to that in specific. Can he walk? I am also unclear as to that in specific. How do we become clear? I imagine the best way to do so would be to release this individual from the capsule bed in which they are confined. What? Why? Why can't we just transplant them in the capsule bed? Because it is inside a wall! Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's a good point there. I do not wish right. to give this to the ship authority. Lead the way. We will follow. Alright, I'm going to lead them to the capsule bed where, where uh, this individual is confined. Okay. Yes, it's still at steerage, but it's in the Pachmara sector. Which, uh, Ty, this is your first... Ex- uh, first uh, foray into the Pachmara sector. It's, as always, an adventure. <laughs> so, again, for, for Ty, it's like, okay, I've been there, done that, but at the same time, it's the, been there, done that, but, oh, oh, wow, this is something else entirely, but, okay. Yeah, I've been in a lot of porta potties but that doesn't mean that they're not always kind of gross and weird. I get it. Yeah. that They're exa- often, like, Shades of gross and weird that are all slightly different, which is awful. Yes, yes. Because you can't get used to the one type because that type doesn't always happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh. you're having an interesting time of disgustingness, but you come across one of the uh, capsule beds or coffins, as you will. And when you get there, the capsule bed has been slightly defaced with a very simple marking in Pakmaraiz, which I'm assuming neither do Lee nor Ty know how to read. No. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, is that fluency? Is that what I'm looking at? I think, well, fluency would be speaking, so I'm not sure how they do read-write, but that's okay. Uh, okay. Do, you, do, you, but- do you have any fluency of Pakmara? No. Okay, then, 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 point, either way. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, a bunch, no. of, bunch of weird scribblings. To Duli, sorry, to uh, Miagrat, on the other hand, uh, it actually looks like warning, I think the exact translation is warning, spiritual journey in progress. Please be advised, seeker may bring back ghost forms. Ghost forms is, of course, a rough translation or, you know, ghost forms, spirit energy, something to that effect. So, our friend here is on a long, strange trip. That's basically what it's saying there, and because the Pokemon are also very spiritual people, they've taken it as a uh, basically a warning of it's not, he's on a strange trip, it's closer to, this is a sweat lodge going on, and the person inside is going through a mystical unknowable journey, please don't bother them for your sake as well as theirs? Hmm. I mean, yes, but also we, like, we we need to, to deal with this Amber situation. Mm-hmm. And if, honestly, the fact that, that they may communing with some entity that could give us greater insight to this issue, like, makes me want to have access to them even more. Because, okay. like, Mirgurat, like most Pakmaras, is quite spiritual, but they're also a pragmatist. And, like, they, they, they understand that, like, yes, belief is important, but also, like, universe helps those that help themselves, dog. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I am going to punch in the code to unlock capsule bed and just kind of, like, ease it open a tiny bit. Okay. So, I'm trying to figure out 
again, I'm still wondering how this all works, but I will do what I can. All right. As you open the bed, you get the capsule opens, you know, and you hear the completely untranslated Pokemon. And to do Lee and Ty, it sounds like the groanings of a madman who is in the middle of brain surgery without any anesthetic. Um, to Mirgrat, on the other hand, it is part of a singing, but that is out of disharmony. That is talking about they are seeking the way. Not all of them are collected, but they are seeking the way. They see what they see, and they know what they know, and from that they grow and grow. It's a kind of interesting song pattern and kind of mystic stuff. And he's like, but they come, they hunt, they are old, and they are dead. And they come, they come, they come. They are long gone, long gone, and yet they come, they come. There's a bit of a, to a Pachmara, a bit of a nursery rhyme flair to it, but it's a rhyme and, and that doesn't quite translate as a nursery rhyme. All the stuff we've gotten about Pachmara singing is not unlike uh, Gregorian chant. So to go from Gregorian chant, which is very smooth, melodic, deep, resonant, and just beckoning in all sorts of forms, spiritual and, and enlightening, to a uh, nursery rhyme not unlike you hear from like Barney the Dinosaur, is a little disquieting. However, he seems to be looking at nothing. He's just kind of bouncing his head around on the mat. His hands and feet just kind of like bounce around a little bit. But he's not even paying attention, and they're not even paying attention to you. Alright, uh, I think I'm just going to start slowly like using them out of the, the capsule bed. Like, you know when you're, when you're like babysitting drunk, like people who are drunk or super high, where mm-hmm. like, as long as you do things like slowly and smoothly and easily enough, they'll just kind of like do whatever you position them to because they're like off in their own little world and so like as long as you keep their body like going slowly enough that they can just kind of like integrate whatever is happening to them physically with whatever is like going on up in their headspace they're they're just gonna like go along with it yeah yeah I'm gonna do that okay so let me see if I can figure this out because we're getting to an interesting point as you touch their feet and kind of the whole, it'll be okay, we're, we're, we're gonna go, it's gonna be fine, the reassuring parts of this, that Pacquarat raises his head and looks at everybody he can see, they can see from the cabinet. Okay. Is the three of you. And as far as I can tell, there's only one person, I'm trying to look for how the resistance are doing. All right. I need a looks like a I think it's a willpower save a will save from everyone uh except for Mirgrat. Does Mirgrat have Mind Shield? Mind Shield is a telepathic challenge ability. Yes, I mean I believe I have it. Give me just a moment. Go for it. I rolled a twenty-two. Okay. I did this wrong last time, but it's okay. It was funny. <laughs> well, you didn't just, you just realize that. that. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. That's all right. There we go. Well, uh, okay, it still doesn't matter. That's terrible. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a bad day, you guys. It's all right. I have one character that uh, in one of Dan's other games that would consistently roll low on almost every roll except to hit the enemy. Yes, I I have mind shield because um, all all telepaths benefit. Okay, so ah, here we go. Any living creature sustained to make a will save to uh, resist its effects. The subject may always choose to forego the will save and automatically allow it to take effect. Will save against telepath ability is made at a DC equal to five plus the telepath's P rating. The character's telepath level plus. Telepath Charisma Modifier. Okay. 
Um, if the will save is successful, the telepath suffers one point of non-lethal damage and the ability uh, fails to affect the target. If the will save is a failure, the ability works upon the target. Uh, mundanes will soon come to realize yada, yada, yada. It doesn't say what happens if you actually have telepathy other than it would be a uh, resistance check. So, yes, Mirgrat would not use a will save on this one. You would instead roll five plus your yeah, choose, you have to. Well, it still would be a will save, I guess, but you would add your telepathic, uh, telepathic level and rating to the roll. Okay, so my P rating plus the number of ranks I have in telepathy. I believe, if I'm reading this correctly, again, hopefully I'm reading this correctly. Uh, that's true. So, and that, and that's an addition. I add that to my will save. Yes. So it's your your will plus your telepath rating. Plus your telepath level. You're only a first level telepath, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, plus a d20. And then you have to beat a certain concentration level. Alright. Math has been done. Math has been done. Go in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Alright. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, now, granted, I have to figure out a few things here anyway. Okay. Give me a second here. Uh, so, immediately, you all feel everything shake. Like, it's not just the ship shaking, but it's like reality shaking as a whole. Ooh. And... Uh, yeah, I probably did that a little often. That doesn't matter. I'll, I'll deal with that later. Alright, fine. By the way, uh, Mirgrad, I got your point value off, but that doesn't matter. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna run with this. Uh, <laughs> right. So... So... Alright, let me pull this out real quick. I'm <laughs> pulling out the cards. So basically, the whole reality as a just seems to shake on its own. Everything seems to just gather up, and you know that interesting effect where somebody shakes the camera a little bit, and everything just seems a little bit off and vibratory the whole time. Yeah, feels like that is happening to the reality itself. Now for Ty, reality takes a turn, but we'll get to you in a second. Uh, everybody else did 22 and 23. So, let's see here. Oh, boy. Okay, and... All right! It's never a good thing. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, people are gonna... Uh, people who watch Quantum Leap and play my games are, 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 are fearing every time I say, Oh, boy. So, for Mirgrat and Dwali... Once the, everything stops shaking a little bit, you find that the guy... Okay, for Mirgrat, the, the, the Pakmara that you're investigating, he is glowing. He is glowing just radiantly with telepathic power and something close to spiritual energy, for lack of a better term. His aura is very strong. But he's... As far as you can tell, it's like the universe is just you them and your compatriots. I'm like, that's it. Every other inhabitant of this vessel has suddenly disappeared. For Duwali, it's very similar. There's a sense of isolation. There's a sense of... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Not necessarily of loneliness or complete isolation as in away from everything else, but it's more like the corridors have gone empty. Everything hums, everything runs, but it's almost like you... Duli is you, Mirgrat, and Tomasi, which is the person in front of you, are all that's here in this ship. For Ty! Poor Ty. She's been having a rough week. She's been having a rough week. Visions of plenty, constantly. Yes. Um, Okay, I'm going to get to tie in a bit because that's going to make a great cliffhanger and I think that's, we're going to need that pretty quick because it is Ion 5. So, basically, for Duli and Mirgrat, Tomasi doesn't so much as climb out as so much as elevates out. You know, just kind of rises up as if on a spring-loaded bed, slides out, feet first, hands, you know, open at the side, might as well have, you know, might as well, you know, have full stigmata on at this point. And says, he just looks at both of you and says, 
do you see? They're coming home again. They're almost here. Fragments of others are here. They're trying to come home again. Hmm. Do you, don't you see? Who? Wow, Margaret light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, okay, um, so you've never seen the craft, that's fine. I have seen the craft. I understand what light as a feather, stiff as a board is, but... I, I I couldn't quite hear the first part of your sentence, so my brain actually went, are you chanting that, or are you, like, thinking this is what's going on right now? <laughs> I, I, I was just joking that Megaret's chanting that while <laughs> while is, is is doing their their uh, prophecy. Exactly. <laughs> so, what the hell? Um, so, so, who are they? They're a mixed bag, Masi says to Julie. There are some, there are fragments here, there on the ship. Strange occurrences. That's the passage of them and theirs. They are waiting for things to awaken and waiting to return. But that time draws ever nearer. The guardians have been shredded and the titles they used to know are now available. The thrones are now empty. And only the serfs are able to defend it. Now is the time that they can claim the thrones themselves and then do as every other household does amongst themselves. And he kind of like, he doesn't so much as pick up a, a cube of amber, so much as like, does the you know, levitation hand trick, you know, that you see from Jedi as your Scarlet Witches. Um, he says, this is a part of it, but this isn't all of it. This is the messenger. This is a messenger that has been found and recreated. Don't you see? The message is being perverted, but the message is still there. And the message in the end is they are coming. Don't you see that? I, I just look confused. I mean, I, I kind of look down at uh, Ivrat. That just sounds like religion. Uh, can you give me an insight? I don't know what he's talking about. I believe we are at the crux of religion and history. This is absolutely fascinating. Can you give me a little bit more information? What is he talking about? You are familiar, are you, with the divine mysteries of the Pokhara faith? Not very. I suggest we continue this conversation after our subject has been secured. Okay, we can do that. So, um, does he look like he's about to go anywhere? I mean, does it look like she had? Uh, they have. Uh, Mirgrat has them in hand. Well, he doesn't look like... Uh, Tomasi doesn't look like they're going anywhere other than, you know, levitating. I mean, at least they're easy to carry, right? <laughs> I'll gesture for you to lead the way. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of, like, tug him along then. Okay. So you kind of know the... Will you follow us? And he says, I will follow you, for you will know what to do. And doesn't so much as walk behind you guys, so much as floats... I mean, this, you can't get closer to either religious iconography or, quite literally, when a game animation breaks <laughs> and that character is stuck in a, in a certain pose, usually this, the, the arms out, legs, legs slightly wide pose, and they just kind of move in that, those direct patterns. You ever seen a game glitch like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I, can, I can picture what you're talking about. Yeah. If you ever need a decent example that you pull out, there's a, a side quest from Borderlands 3, which kind of literally involves a quest that doesn't work. So that's a good example. But, uh, yeah. It's that same sort of... The, the body just kind of levitates and moves in a direct line and a direct line. But he, uh, Tomasi follows you, and 
you make your way up to uh, the steer- the secondary quarters, back to uh, Mirgrat's quarters, and he allows himself to be restrained, and he allows himself to be put into uh, the prepared room that has... By the way, I don't know if... Du- this would be a beautiful situation of Dooley looks over, and there is... Dog collars, rest- uh, uh, BDSM restraints, chains, hooks to a wall, um, spreader bars, and uh, duvet covers <laughs> covering the wall. Clarify right quick. I just like vanished and everybody forgot I existed for a sec. <laughs> Hilarious. Keep going. Uh, don't worry. There's a purpose for that, and we'll get to that. Hilarious. Uh, so he allows himself to be restrained. He's oh no! I mean. I'm not gonna restrain restrain Tomasi. Uh, like I, I was worried we were gonna be like dealing with someone who's on like PCP or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- this 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 Takamura is just like having a serious religious experience slash trip. Like I'm I'm just gonna kind of like shuffle some of the dog collars under the bed and like <laughs> and like lead Tomas over to the bedroom area and then like close and lock the doors from the outside for the, for the time being. Okay. So... Like, because mm-hmm. they're not actually dangerous right now. <laughs> so, Tomasi kind of bows and, you know, does the usual, you know, you know, puts his hands together and bows for a bit out of respect. And he says, I understand what you're doing. Keep looking for the core of these. There is the last of their line." long gone who is responsible for this. They have information that will lead you to where this comes from. And where this comes from is ancient. But that ancient will be new very, very soon. And at the heart of it, there is something beneath a planet that is waiting for the three of you. And he's been waiting a long, long time. When you find it, you will know. And then you have the opportunity of true freedom. Shit, the germ's coming! The germ's coming! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Tomasi puts the uh, cube down on the table. I've told you all I can. And very, very soon I must leave. I grant each of you one one request of me. That is all I can offer. Oh. Is he like Pakmara Jesus now? <laughs> oh, trust me. It's going to get weird in a second. Hey. I'm sorry. Weirder. It's going to get weirder. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's keep that er. Julie doesn't really believe that he can do anything for her. What sort of request? He just said, is he asked what his request? She. You just ask me anything. And if it is within my power, I will respond and grant. I kind of look side over at Dooley like, is this for real? Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe I got some of the drugs in my hands or something. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, I look over at Mirgrat and, and with this you know, look of, is this for real? Um, I, I'm just going to kind of like give the little, like, go-ahead hand motion, like, yeah, what? ask your favor. <laughs> the only thing I want right now is to know who is responsible for the poison amber so that I can help my people. So he says, I have answered that question, and I will remind you. Find the last of their kind. They can answer that question for you. How do I find the last of their kind? He just smiles, or the Pakmara equivalent of smiling. It's a little weird. Um, And he says, follow the path you are on. You're closer than you know. And when the change happens, you'll be even closer. He then kind of like, as if their attention just rolls right off you. Goes right at Mirgrat. Mirgrat? I think we lost her again. No, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. Um, okay. So I'm going to address Tomasi in 
Puck, just because I feel like that that sounds more reasonable. Um, And I am going to ask if there is any way... Okay. If there is a way to counter the effects of this amber, I would like to know how and how I can synthesize. He nods and he says, I cannot answer that question, for that is beyond my ken. But I can tell you there is no antidote known to Pakbara, or Human, or Rikari, or, Dra- uh, or Drazi, or Narn, or Mimbari. Okay, but what about the ones who created it? To them, there is no antidote. It is simply a message. It is simply a diversion. And they are comfortable with that. However, the ones who truly created it, created it for a purpose. And that purpose requires no antidote. Only requires understanding. Oh, this is some first ones bullshit. He just kind of bows his head. I have told all I can, and now I must leave. I take my leave of you. He kind of bows and says, "May the universe guide you to where you will, for it is looking and looking well." And in a puff of light, a explosion of shine. Suddenly, Tomasi vanishes. Oh. Well, shit, what am I going to do with all these fuzzy handcuffs? (laughs) (laughs) You say that out loud? Now, unfortunately, I don't know what the Pakbara translation of the phrase "oh shit" uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's quite by Odin's beard or Zounds, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give some serious thought into like what forms the basis of Pakbara profanity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's where you guys are. Let's go back to Ty. Oh boy. Oh boy is right. So you basically when the thing when the guy when Tomasi lifts his head, you're just like, oh what's in my head? Suddenly everything shakes. Then everything's quiet. And then you kind of look around, you're like, what's going on? Nobody's there. Every empty hallway is empty. Everything is gone. It's as if you know, again, someone struck the sets, emptied it out, everyone went to lunch for the entire ship. What do you do? I'm obviously confused, so I guess I just start wandering around. You might okay. find someone. Something might happen. What else am I going to do? <laughs> you wander around, and you make steerage is empty, completely empty. So you make your way up to the main corridor, which is, again, where most of the shops are, the main train area, things like that. But once you get out of steerage, you start hearing a buzzing noise, kind of a you know far off buzzing. When you get to the top of the you know, the staircase to get to the main train area, which is also part again of the main mall, you understand the buzzing. It is the whole chamber is filled with these huge insects buzzing everywhere. Flies, crawdad, illuminated blue hued things are everywhere. And it's just, you know, again, swarms and swarms of these things. People also are there, but they don't seem to be paying attention to these things all over the place. A couple of them uh, are sitting there drinking coffee or having a meal, almost in slow motion of them just, you know, greeting each other high, reading a paper or, or drinking something. And every so often, one of their heads would explode pop like an overripe melon and when that happens more of these insects just come buzzing out, buzzing through and then slowly one of the larger insects settles on the next stump, curls itself into a ball and replaces the head with an exact duplicate and continues reading coffee reading the paper, drinking coffee saying hello to somebody who never even noticed that the person they're with had their head explode and they've just seen that left, right, center over and over and over again. Everywhere you see these images. Well, I am horrified. 
<laughs> and just stand at the top of the stairs watching this. Should I do this to you? Uh... Okay. Three more cards. Alright. So, while you're there, all of a sudden, Joey, the guy, the big thug you had dealt with a few moments ago, comes up the stairs and goes, Hey, you like it? Beautiful, ain't it? Oh, by the way, it, he just looks over and he's like, he just starts nudging you in the shoulder. Hey, you like it? It's just amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Ah, good. By the way, got something for you. Thank you for your help here. Everything's been taken care of. He again goes into his jacket, pulls out another card that, in this case, again, he puts into your uh, shirt pocket, <clears throat> and it immediately it starts buzzing. Like I smack the shit out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Hey, hey, don't worry." Oh, oh, uh, see. It's not what you think it is. BOP! His head explodes. <laughs> Behind him are two other people. They're dressed strangely. All in dark and all black. Kind of suits. Kind of not. But there's this kind of haze of black around them. And they look over and says, Oh, that. That happens. Don't worry. When you understand... You'll be there. Just keep an eye. Know what you want. Keep your eye on the prize. They literally just like, as if like they're doing small coaching to you. They're just talking to you. Um, they're at the bottom of the stairs. They're on the stairs. They're on the stairs with you. They're they're kind of behind the uh, uh, Joey who exploded. Um, I run I run away into the hallway with all the fucking bugs. I guess. <laughs> You run into the hallway of the bugs. They're like, no, no, it's it's not what you think it is. There is um, a Mimbari who is amongst the bugs. He is kneeling, praying, and as he prays, he glows. He glows. The glowing tendrils go out and flick the bugs away. Each of them, whenever a tendril hits, a bug is kind of like zapped away in like a video game. Just you, you expect to see the word 100 pop up under uh, above each little bug that goes away. Like points in a video game. They sit there praying, sit there praying, and on the other side of them are a, a, a pair of human, a pair of humans who are looking around in confusion. But the bugs don't seem to bother them at all. Uh, I keep going. Screw it. Okay. <laughs> Running away uh, is like the best option now. Well, looking for a place with no more bugs, like a side room or hallway or something. Okay. So... So you're, like, running for the bugs, running for the bugs, and like I said, these are giant titanic bugs, and some of them are replacing heads, things like that. The people you've seen so far haven't been affected by them. There haven't been, like, a pop. They also are working in regular motion. Everything else, everybody else is in kind of slow motion. And you finally found a room, and... When you open it, again, there's no bugs. You kind of close yourself in. The room itself, you're fairly certain, is a kitchen to some some one of the restaurants here that you just kind of like, you're expected to find like a freezer or something like that to, to put yourself into. But you open the door for the kitchen, you come around, and when you come around, you're not on the ship anymore. You're actually in a truck, like a truck bed, or I should say a, shi- a ship bed. It's like a transport vessel. Mm. And... But you know it well. It's not one of your transports, but it's a style that you're familiar with. And in the back of this cabin, storage area is pretty much where you are, there is a person, looks human, flipping through the book. And it's the book. You know exactly which one I'm talking about. Yes. And he seems nonchalant, kind of flipping through, mutters a few things to himself. He looks up. Oh, well... We weren't expecting you, but welcome. Come, have a pull up a. He looks over. Pull up a chip. No, and maybe a, no. Pull up a box. Just kind of shrug and go like sit on the box. Now that there's no more bugs, this is, I'm looking, feeling moderately calmer. This is really weird, but there's no more giant bugs or exploding heads. So it's like an upgrade from previously. He he nods and he says, "That'll happen," but. Are you worried about the bugs? Are you are you not worried about the bugs? He shakes his head. No, no, no. I know exactly what's going on with them. And 
I have those who are keeping watch on me, and they're keeping the bugs at bay. Um, who who, who are you? He looks over and says, uh, Adam. Adam O'Neill. Okay. Hold on a second. I think I got the name wrong here. Open up a page uh, system with my notes on it. We'll run with the name for the moment until I find out differently. Uh, but Adam just sort of <laughs> nods and says, well, please, have a sit. Don't worry. As long as you're here, they can't touch you, and it's perfectly fine. I don't really believe him, but I sit down anyway, because what else am I going to do? <laughs> Looks over. Uh-huh. So, so don't worry. They've seen you. They think you're fine. It's going to be okay. Where where did you get that book? He kind of lifts it up and says, Oh, by the way, my mistake. The person's name is Alan Gibbons. I had the wrong one. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know yes. I recognize this name then. Oh. Yes. It's yeah. It's come up before. And says, yeah, well, I've had it. Well, it's been delivered to me through a number of things, but I've had it for many, many years. Whether I've had it or not is another question. But, yeah, I, the book has been something I've been asked to guard for a while. It seems like a good idea. Especially for them. What's it about? Kind of, he looks over. It's memories. Something people don't like to talk about is when you open a book, you're not looking at a story. You're not looking at an idea. You're looking at someone's memories that they have decided to put down on page to keep those memories stable. And when you take that idea and turn it on its head, you have a way of storing memories long past their due date. Every memory has a due date. It expire after a while, no longer valid, can't be found, 404, unres- unresolved. But these memories, in the right way, in the right place, can actually develop. And that's what this is. It's memories. Good old-fashioned memories. And what's the greatest thing about a memory? A memory takes you back. So what happens when you have a memory that isn't yours, it's someone else's. And you can go back to where they were. He actually kind of turns around. Would you like to read? Um, I don't, I don't think I can read it. I've tried before, and he, I just, like, he looked, drift off. <laughs> he says, I understand. But that's why you were marked. You should be able, you should have their memories now. And that means they're going to keep an eye on you. What do they want? What does any being want? They want to go home, find a place to call their own again. Why do they and want me for that? Because you opened the book. You have their memories now. I caught enough of their attention. And he points at your hand. One of the memories liked you. You've been around, I guess. Seen it things, done things. And now you've been from world to world. You know what to look for. And when the time is right, you'll look for them. Uh it was an accident. I think they picked the wrong person. He look, He kind of closes the book. The greatest thing about memories is memories are older than we are. And memories from the future can tell us memories from the past. And those memories say that there are no accidents. But there are stories. You just found yourself in the middle of one. Enjoy it. So few people do. But I think it's time that you took a nap. It's you've had a long day. He reaches up. You you can either do a will save or you can just accept what's about to happen. I mean, he's not wrong. I just kind of shrug and accept it. Okay. So I do need a nap. <laughs> I actually <laughs> am very tired now that you mention it. Sure. <laughs> just no worries. And he wrists up his hands and when he does so, he's still there. He's still him. But now that large creature with a claw for a hand and trumpets on the other and a spherical head that towers over a triangular body looks down and just says, sleep, we're almost home. Sleep, we're almost home. Sleep, we're almost home. Sleep, we're almost home. And you are out like a light. By the way, at this point is when the camera would pan back to find Ty curled up, lying in the coffin where Tomasi was. Actually, I should say 
was in the sense that Tomami's Tomasi's body is still there, not breathing. Yes, that's where we're going to end for this evening. Oh boy! All right. <laughs> 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 and so what do we have? Visions, prophecies, ties sleeping with the corpse. See what Medini has to offer you. Has the greatest stories, but there is more story to be told. How can I leave with a cliffhanger like that? Of course I can. But now you must come back to visit Medini next time. If you'll excuse me, I have to get back to my script rewrites. These things won't take care of themselves. Elena! Elena! Ah, oh, that girl is never around when you need her. Find me a script, girl. Go, go. And where is my thesaurus? And that's where we end for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Trzynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license of D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. His song Titan Striker is available on YouTube and at evankingmusic.com. Incidental music and background was provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Please see websites for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I thank you all for joining us on this adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.